welcome back to our podcast, Where Everything Leads To. In today's episode, Clothing Consumption, we want to take you on a trip where we look at the whole production process of our products. So, <laughs> we will talk about the background of manufacture, consumption and the fashion industry. Therefore, we have invited a professor for climate change and fashion, Professor Dr. Tomar Tomasius. Hi, guys! <laughs> and the famous influencer fashion queen, Sophie. Hi! Is also our guest today. Last but not least, we have Mrs. Kumar. Hello! Who's an Indian worker for a garment factory. So. Hello, thank you for inviting me. I'm Professor Dr. Tomasius. I'm working at Oxford University since 2014, where I deal with the fashion industry and its impact on the climate change. Hello, my name is Mala Kumar and I'm 31 years old. I have five children and we live in a small house in Pakistani. I work in a garment factory close to our home. Hello, I'm the famous fashion queen Sophie and I have 8 million followers on Instagram. So, well, we all know you, Sophie, but how did you become such a famous influencer? Could you tell something about the life of an influencer and what are you specialized in? Yeah, of course. So I started Instagram as a joke and I didn't expect to meet such a wide audience with my content. After five years being an influencer specialized in fashion and having 8 million followers on Instagram, I am familiar with social media and fashion consumption. I have a wide audience and I want to use it showing my friends the reality and consequences of the fashion branch. And I mean, I love the fact getting wonderful clothes for free and... Yeah, <laughs> but to be honest, I don't want to think about the working conditions and the wage of the workers. Mrs. Kumar, what can you say about this and about your own experiences? Yeah, so I can say that me and my co-workers, the majority are women, are forced to work 14 to 16 hours a day, 7 days a week. To me, it feels like we are having endless working hours. Some days we even have to more than our usual schedule, but we don't get paid for the extra time. And we can't refuse to work overtime. When someone would actually refuse, she would probably get fired. On top of our hard working hours, we also don't get a lot of money for the job. Most employees, including me, only get paid 20% of what we actually need to provide our families. The small amount of money is not enough to send all my children to school to get a good education for more opportunities in life than I had. My job and my pay don't, do not guarantee me any dignity. Wow! Right now we consume 80 billion new clothing pieces each year. In the year 2000 we consumed 20 billion fashion pieces. Our consumption nowadays is four times higher than in 2000. I was shocked when I read those numbers. Looking at America, in just one year they discard 11 million tons of textile waste. 11 million tons, guys! Wow! Historically, clothing has been something we held onto for a long time, being thankful and glad to have different fashion pieces. 
Nowadays, there is this trend, buying clothes that are hip and shopping cheap clothes because you want to follow the latest trend. All those cheap clothes have a bad quality because they are often made out of viscose or acryl. A disadvantage because the clothes become useless after a short time. The big problem is that cheap clothes mostly include bad working conditions and child labor. But many, many people don't care. And that is one of the main reasons why it's so hard to change something in the fashion industry. What's your opinion, Mrs. Fashion Queen Sophie? A person living in LA and having a shopping mall 10 minutes away, I can say that I love shopping and that I might be more or less addicted to it. <laughs> and the consequences of shopping are, as Professor Dr. Tomasi has already mentioned, obvious and have to be changed. People don't really care or change the way of consumption to a more environmentally friendly one. And I think the reason for this is the knowledge. Some people have no idea about the working conditions and the consequences on our whole planet, even if our clothes are produced on the other side of the world. Of course, the media already writes many articles about climate change, but is this really helpful? The importance of it can be spread via articles, documentaries and podcasts. But to really change something, the politicians have to act, to make precise rules about the conditions, even if it might be difficult to control it. I mean, I don't want to blame the politicians for climate change. And of course, I can reduce the amount of clothes too. And I consume too many things as well, and I know it. And that's why I'm here, because I felt guilty and I want that you guys feel guilty too. Some facts about clothing habits. It takes 700 gallons of water to produce a cotton shirt. With this amount of water, a single person could stay 900 days hydrated. Clothes can take up to 40 years to decompose. Of course, this varies because some materials need longer than others to decompose. Shoes can take up to 1000 years to break down. I mean, that is just insane, right? After talking so much about shocking facts, I would like to continue with giving you an overview of the production. Starting with cotton. Cotton represents nearly half the total fiber that is being used to make clothing. More than 90% of the cotton is genetically modified using vast amounts of water as well as chemicals. The cotton production is responsible for 18% of worldwide pesticide use and 25% responsible for insecticide use. The big problem is that these chemicals have an impact on land areas and human health. The chemicals are passed to the people because of the clothes we wear. Through our skin, the chemicals get into our bloodstream and could cause diseases. Many consumers don't know what, what we as garment workers have to go through. It is crazy. Continuing with leather. When I think of leather, it reminds me of the motorcyclists who most of the time wear black leather jackets. And although they look cool, the process of tanning leather is the most toxic of all fashion supply chains. These toxic chemicals are not only bad for the workers, but also for the environment. It pollutes the natural water sources and leads to an increase of diseases for surrounding areas. That is why, for example, Stella McCartney, a famous designer, decided on not working with leather. Oh my god, I love Stella McCartney. She's such an admirable woman. And as I have already mentioned before, the health conditions are very bad for the workers in the factories. All the toxic chemicals that they get in touch with cause diseases. They have a greater risk, 20-50% to 50% getting cancer. Garment workers work 96 hours per week, 14-16 to 16 hours per day, 7 days a week. 
seven days a week. <laughs> like Mrs. Kuma, the safety is miserable. For example, in 2013, 1,134 garment workers lost their life in the collapse of textile factory in Dhaka, Bangladesh. The workers have a minimum wage which represents between half to fifth of living wage. The living wage should contain food, rent, healthcare, education, clothing, transportation and savings. But most of the brandings pay five times less than what a person actually needs to live with. So, we are risking our health at the workplace. Many of my co-workers don't have any feeling left in their fingertips anymore because of working endless hours with the sewing machine. But what's much worse is that next to our garment factory is an incinerator burning waste all day long. Thereby we are breathing in the gases. Like Mrs. Tomasius already said, so many garment workers died because of the toxic substances that we have to inhale. And my children are also getting sick. My five-year-old son has lung cancer because he has inhaled too much fiber dust. And oh I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And I also feel guilty because I can't afford to go to a doctor with him. My kids have a hard life. They already have to work to earn some money for our family because my husband died two years ago and cannot provide an income for the family anymore. He's one of the people who died from the toxic gases. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. Wow, what a speech. Thank you, Mrs. Kumar. It's incredible what you have to do just that we can wear cheap clothes. Unbelievable. And I hope that you guys, the listeners of this podcast, feel a bit guilty too. And we don't only want to reach with our podcast the feeling of guilt, but more the change of your consumption. That you look where the clothes are from and which components they have. We should all minimize the amount of clothes and buy less or especially buy clothes with a higher quality and with a shorter transport way. And as I've already mentioned, I love shopping in a shop as well as online. <laughs> I just love it. And I have the chance to shop for free, something every girl might die for. But to be honest, I have some space problem, <laughs> and for me, this is the sign to mug out. But what should I do with these clothes? Professor Dr. Tomasis, can you answer my question? Yes, of course. So, my advice to all of you is to consume less clothes. This should be a must to change something. Before you buy a piece, ask yourself if you really need it or if you just want to buy it because it's the latest trend. Then, look at the labels of the pieces and have a look out of which material it is made. It should not contain any polyester or viscose. Buy recycled clothes and please don't throw your old clothes away. Donate them or bring them to shops where they recycle your old clothes. For example, H&M, Urban Outfitters or and other stories. Well, thank you Professor Dr. Tomasius and Mrs. Kumar and Mrs. Fashion Queen Sophie for being our guest in today's episode. I found it very interesting and I think we all learned what we can personally change in our fashion habits. Thank you for listening and wish you all a wonderful week and see you next time. Thank you for having me. Bye guys. Thank you for having us as a guest. Bye. Bye. See you next time.